Sisterly Advice is sponsored by Pop Girls Ministry. Hi guys, I'm Grace. And I'm Katie. And we are Sisterly Advice. We are so excited to be back for season two of Sisterly Advice. I'm so excited. It's been a year. I can't believe we've had this for a year. And for our first episode back, we have a guest. I have my cousin Aubrey here with me. Aubrey, go ahead and say your name, your age, and uh, well, I already said your name. Your age and your grade. I'm 11 years old and I am going into sixth grade. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> I just made noise. So Aubrey's going to be able to give us really good insight for yes. our listeners or those of you who are middle schoolers. And Grace and I will talk about the high school experience yep. about going back to school and we know going back to school is a very stressful time and we're just hoping that we get to relate with y'all because we get it it's hard yeah. we're stressed i'm anxious but before we get into all that we got our odd fact so this one is very interesting your pickles must bounce in connecticut no no non-bounce no bouncy ki- no no non-bouncy pickles in connecticut okay got it's illegal it's illegal mm-hmm. it is illegal and then I'd also like to update you guys on some wonderful news yeah. we got from our foster care awareness episode. If you know, we had that episode come out in our last season, season one. You guys can go listen to that if you haven't. But from the episode, one of our listeners decided to become a foster parent mm-hmm. after listening to our episode. Yay! <laughs> this is just so exciting. I know. Um, it's it's so amazing. Great. It's so great to see how we're able to reach people's lives like that. Okay, so, well, I thought we might, like, start with some of the anxiety that we have with just going Mm -hmm. back to school because it's real. We feel it. I think all of us mentioned, though, earlier when we were just discussing and stuff, that we're worried about our friendships, um, or we have been in the past when it comes to going back to school. And some questions that came to mind when I was thinking about my anxieties with this is, what will my friends look like? Will my friends have changed through the summer? And will I have the same friends I did the year before? Have I outgrown my friends? Yeah. A lot of this is just, we're being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could say very blunt with how we feel yeah. about the new year that's coming, or this new school year. And there's not too much advice we can really give besides the fact that, that you're not alone. Grace and I, and I know Aubrey, yeah. f- feels the same way that we're all worried about if people will think my back-to-school outfit is too mm-hmm. much. Yeah. What happens to that one friend who was mean with, mean to me last year? Will she bully me some more? Has she mm-hmm. changed? Yeah. My best friend that I had last year, is she changing? Is she yeah. hanging out with those people that are wearing too much makeup, other too little makeup? Too much, yeah. You know, like, we all, all those thoughts. are having these same thoughts. I'm sure, like, 95% of everyone going back to school are probably thinking the same things we're going to discuss in this episode. Yeah. And so just remember that you're not the only one who's experiencing this. And this might also even motivate you to uh, lend a helping hand to someone who can see who's really struggling yeah. with back to school, who's alone and such. Personally, some of the things that I've been struggling with, knowing that this year's coming and I've struggled with in the past, is anxiety, knowing that what I do this year in school determines my future. 
college will be here before I know it. And with that, knowing that, I have to keep my grades up, but I also have to be getting in my service hours, but I need to have interesting extracurricular activities that I'm doing so I can get scholarships. And for me, that's extremely stressful this year because I feel like what I do this year, my future is completely dependent on that. Mm -hmm. And so that's just really, that that stressful is a lot of pressure. And if that wasn't stressful enough, just the crazy busy schedule when school starts. Recently, I had a group of friends and they were asking, okay, when could we do a Bible study like every other month? What day works for you? And instead of telling them the days that I'm free, I started listing the days that I'm busy because that's what my mind is on. My mindset is when I'm busy. And I'm also so commonly busy that those are the days I know. It's rare that I'm free. And so just that busyness gets to me. And another thing that was like really big, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, is that school definitely has an effect on my mental health and my physical health too. In the past, I know that a lot of you who have listened know that I used to struggle with depression and school definitely had an impact on that. Sometimes school served as a great distraction from the depression, but sometimes school stressed me out and the depression increased. Um, Also, as some of you know, it's not just depression. I do struggle with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which is characterized by chronic pain. And when I'm stressed, my pain levels skyrocket. And when I get stressed from school, I also tend to have more pain during the school year. Um, Another thing I know is I've been doing aqua therapy, which has really helped my pain. When I go back to school, I won't be able to do that. And it's really hard during the summer to think inevitably my pain levels are going to go back up and that that's just scary but one thing I just wanted to encourage any of you who have whether that be some sort of mental disability or something like that like like if you have dyslexia or something or if you have a physical disease condition syndrome anything it's okay to get help in school at the beginning of last year I think it was my principal reached out to me and was asking, do you want to get on this program that helps provide you with some things in order to succeed in school when you have a disability? And at first I didn't want to, because I was like, I'm already getting good grades, so it's not fair to have extra help. But they told me, no, Grace, you work hard for those good grades, but this puts you on an equal playing field with everybody. It should be fair. So if you need help, you can get help. For me, I have an extra set of textbooks so I don't carry it around back and forth so my back doesn't hurt. I have the ability to use the elevator because sometimes walking upstairs is just too hard on me. Um, Just things like that. Yeah, so I know, Grace, that you do dance, and Mm -hmm. like you said before, things as simple as maybe running for a bit or going up the stairs can be very laboring and can cause a lot of back pain the next day. But can you just share why you keep dancing and how that affects your mental health? Yeah, exactly. So I have been advised not to do any sort of intensive physical activity. That can be running or push-ups or sit-ups and stuff like that. But I do dance, even though most people with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome cannot do that. And I do typically have a harder time falling asleep those nights after dance because of the pain levels. It does increase my pain levels often. And it's hard, it's not easy, but 
but because I struggled with mental illness, when you struggle with depression, you often lose the motivation to do things you loved in the past. And since I still love dance, that was a great thing. And I was, I was told it's best not to give it up. So I do dance for the sake of my mental health because physical activity is great for your mm-hmm. mental health. And since dance is something I love, I continue to do it. And that was an option that I had to choose between my physical health or my mental health. And I chose to do dance for my mental health because with the physical pain, I can treat that. But I needed to continue doing something I loved with the people I loved. And actually, I've made a lot of progress. This summer, I can't run on concrete. It's too hard on my knees. But I have been using elliptical, which is easier on my knees, and running a mile every morning now. When before, that was not even imaginable. Way to go. Before I couldn't even (laughs) walk a block without having increased pain. So... I've been doing planks and sit-ups and a workout every day, things that I couldn't do in the past. Um, And for me, that started with using aqua therapy and strengthening. And now I can do those things because I kept pushing through. And I'm hoping when we start dance back up, it's going to be easier this year because I didn't give up. But there is that kind of thing where you have to choose mental health, physical health, and make a list of your priorities. Yeah, that's really great of you to share that, and I really hope it reached Mm -hmm. some of our listeners. And moving on, Aubrey, you are one of literally the sweetest people I know. Yes. You are so kind, and I do know that you're a lot like me, and I know Kyla is actually a lot like this too, where she cares a lot about what other people think of her. And I'm sure that when going back to school, you might feel very anxious from that. Is there anything that you're anxious about when going back to school? And how would you cope with that? Well, mainly, like, my friends, sometimes, like, we got really close. And then they just kind of came up to me saying that I was, like, self-centered and stuff. And then that Mm -hmm. they didn't really want to, like, hang out with me. And I just left. Like, I didn't even let them finish what they were saying because of how upset I was. And I tried to hold it in, like, the whole day. And then Mm -hmm. I got just got home and it. Like, at the end of the night, I just started crying, and Mom was, like, really confused about what was going on. I didn't really want to talk about it, though, either. That night, like, to cope with it, though, I actually found journaling. Like, I was never really into this. I always thought it was honestly kind of stupid. (laughs) I actually wrote it down, although I left a journal open on my bed, and Mom came in the next morning and read it. Uh Uh-oh. So That's so bueno. mm -hmm. Well, that really stinks. I feel so bad that people would do that to you, but it is nice to see that you were able to find... A, a coping way to method, cope with a that. way to cope with it by journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything else that you felt really helped with the things that you were feeling from these other people? Well, sometimes I'll go and play with my brother. Even though we fight a lot, I like to hang out with him, talk to him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I feel like I can't tell other people, and he also understands a lot, too. He also has dyslexia, so... Mm-hmm. So that's a great connection of, to have. Yeah. Yeah, we love that. I know some things I can only tell Kyla because it's just that sibling bond Mm -hmm. that only they can understand. And so it's really nice to see that you're able to confide Mm -hmm. in your brother about that. Um, Now, one thing I will tell you just right on the spot is that those girls that were mean to you, a lot of the times people who are hurting others are hurting themselves. Mm -hmm. That's happened to me before, too. People who were just so rude you don't understand why i feel sorry for them because i know the reason they're being mean they're not Mm -hmm. just being mean to be mean yeah they're hurting themselves and i actually pray for them that they heal and feel a bit better because i know if i hurt kyla 
well, I'm just, if I'm just in a bad mood and I feel like being really rude to Kyla and taking it out on her, it's because mm-hmm. I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. Not because I'm yes, mad at her. Exactly. Yeah. I do that all the time. If I'm in a bad mood, I tend to be more rude. And I think that's why a lot of people are rude is because they're the ones in the yeah. bad mood. I've had friends that have been like extremely judgmental before and things I'll do, they'll be like, oh, you're talking too loud or you shouldn't do that or that's embarrassing us and stuff like that. And I used to feel ashamed, but then I kind of been realizing lately, they're only judging those things because they're insecure about those things where I'm confident. And if I embarrass myself, I can laugh at myself. I don't want to be insecure. I don't want to take myself too seriously. And so then I realized it's not me that's the issue. It's the fact that I don't want to be insecure. So typically people who are judgmental, it's the insecurity in them that's causing them to be like that. Mm. yeah so Aubrey are there any people at school that you can really relate to that have kind of always been there for you like any friends well Chelsea like I used to think that she didn't really like me but then one day I realized she went to youth night which is a Christian place where like mm-hmm. a lot of Christian kids like our age will just meet like up a small and, group of some yeah. sort yeah yeah and I realized she was there, and she was really happy to see me, and I used to think that she didn't like me at all. <laughs> well, then I realized that this was a really personal question, but I one day, she, Hannah, the one who, you know, organized it, she said that if anyone needed praying for you, you don't even have to tell us what it is. You can come to the middle, and we'll all pray for you. So Chelsea volunteered. Well, then at school, I asked her, and she literally pulled me away from her best friend to tell me, and I thought that it was really cool that mm-hmm. she trusted me, mm-hmm. like, and she's just always so sweet to me, and she's so kind, and I just always feel like she's there for me, but then again, she always plays basketball and stuff, and so when I turn yeah. to talk to her, it's like, yeah. I feel like I'm annoying her, pestering her, following her around and stuff, so mm-hmm. I... I feel like that's a common feeling, like, when we start to tell people things, sometimes we feel like we're a burden. Yeah, and... To be honest, sometimes I feel I even feel that way when I talk with Grace just because I go to an online school. Mm-hmm. I'm not in that brick and mortar face-to-face school atmosphere and I'm not even at Grace's school. I'm not around the people that she's around. I know of some of the people that friends mm-hmm. that she has at ECS, but I've never I don't have my own fr- friendship or relationship with them. And sometimes I feel like I'm always asking Grace so how was school? Who was this? And I'm listening to the some gossip and some stuff mm-hmm. that Grace will tell me about what's going on at ECS. And I feel like I'm always trying to, you know, live my quote unquote high school experience through Grace because mm-hmm. I go to an online school. And and see, what's interesting is Katie mentions how sometimes she feels insecure about like asking me how was school and everything. But I love it when Katie cares about what my school day was like. I love it when I get asked, how was my school day? What's been happening? I like that someone wants to know what's been going on in my life. And I think that shows that sometimes we tend to feel insecure about things that maybe it's valid that you feel insecure about. But the truth is you don't have to feel insecure about it. And the thing with friendship is we sometimes think of ourselves as the burden because we're laying down our problems But friendship goes both ways. You both get to tell each other what's going on in your life. You both get to admit things. And so you're not the burden because they can come to you too. It goes both ways. Friendship is a two-way street. 
both people share things both are there for each other mm-hmm. both give advice yeah I'm so happy for you that you have a friend like Chelsea that'll be there for you like Grace is for me and it's so great to hear that she was even comfortable enough to confide in mm-hmm. you and tell you that I'm sure that like you said it made you feel yeah. really good yeah um moving on another thing I know some of us might feel is you know when you grow out of a friend when you come back to school the yes. next year and you're no longer together that person you were with for I don't know all through elementary yeah. the yeah. last the first two years of school all through middle school all through high school and you just grow out of each other mm-hmm. um I actually experienced this one year it happened over the course of maybe one and a half two school years where I was really close with this friend and then we just started growing more and more distant and our interests just became different in one year one summer I grew a lot I matured spiritually and mentally and realized that this friend wasn't necessarily helping me grow in my faith or helping me mature and grow as a person Mm -hmm. and we just naturally drifted apart both realizing that you know, this friendship, it was great, but, you know, we're not, we're on different Mm -hmm. areas in our lives now and are ready to put this friendship behind us. I was lucky enough to have one of those smooth breaks of the friendship, and I do know some of them are harder than others, but again, I was lucky enough to have one of those easy breaks. I remember being in fifth grade, and I had this strong friend group, and my cousin was like, when you get to middle school and then you get to high school, you're not going to have those friends. They change. They're going to change. And I was like, there's no way. These are these are like my ride or die people. Like, I love them. We're going, we're going to middle school together. We're going to all high school dances together. We're going to go to college together. We're going to share a dorm and everything. Yeah. And then come middle school, um, Katie's the only friend that I was really friends with in elementary school that I'm still friends with today. And that's okay. I hate that. I have to admit my cousin was right. Um, and I was wrong. But he was. And um, so you will have some of those that are people that are friends for life. Like Katie has been for me. But there's also friends that change. Because when you go into middle school and then when you go into high school, that's when we first start finding out who we are as people. We start developing our personality. And others start developing their personalities more. And you start to realize oh, maybe we don't click. Maybe we don't work. And that's okay to grow and your friendships to grow and to grow apart because during that time, it's all just growth. Yeah. And I was talking to my mom about this the other day too. I was like, I remember when I was little, people would be like, who's your best friend? And I'm like, oh, her and her and her and her and her. And they'd be like, wait, Grace, you can't have more than one best friend. It's best. And when I was young, I was like, well, I mean just I love them all we all we played group games at recess we'd all play tag or whatever but now I have one best friend and that's Katie and I think that's because when we're young it's easy to get along with everybody and that's awesome but when we grow and we mature and we become our own person we just don't click with everybody anymore and that's okay and that's when you might have one best friend or two best friends and it's okay to only have a very very small group of friends yeah Going back to whenever you grew out of friends, mm-hmm. Grace, can you share your phrase or saying that you yes. said earlier? I, I, I love this phrase. I won't say it because it's Grace's <laughs> and I don't want to take it from her. But. Yeah. Um, 
I honestly don't even know if I can say it's mine. I heard my youth pastor say it the other day. But, well, it's one but, I've heard from Grace. Yeah, but I'll claim it. Sure. <laughs> Sometimes we have friends for only a season for a reason. And it rhymes. Yes, I love rhyming. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but yeah, like sometimes you have a friend in your life and it, they're only there for a season of your life um, because they're ho- they're there to help you grow or they're to help you learn or to lead you down a different path or expand your knowledge or something like that. They're there for a reason. But then once they fulfilled that reason, sometimes they leave and you get a new friend for a new season for a new reason. It's like teachers yeah your first grade teacher you go through first grade move on to second move on to third mm-hmm. fourth fifth sixth and then and so on high school yay <laughs> well back to what you said earlier katie my friends also got like super annoyed with me just from habits i've picked up mm-hmm. and they got mad at me for bringing things up from the past i was trying to like laugh over something we had done and she's like aubrey stop bringing things up from the past so later that day they got really upset with me mm-hmm. well I also heard over the radio that I could actually really relate to. It's getting physically hurt. Like, obviously the pain will go away, it'll heal up, but there will still be a scar. Yeah. So when they came up to me saying that I was self-centered and stuff, I, obviously, it was fine and stuff, but I I still remembered it, and it was, I could still feel, like, the pain I felt when they told me that, because I had been through them with the yeah. whole year, and I just feel like they've really, I don't know, just... And, you know, I think the idea of that scars, like scars are to show us where we've been and what we've gone through to remind us how strong we are now. And I also think when someone hurts you, it's great to forgive them. You should forgive them because not forgiving them is like taking poison and expecting it to hurt them. But the truth is we can't always forget. We sometimes we have to be aware. We have to love them from a distance Yeah. so that because you should forgive someone, but you don't always have to go back into that same friendship it's okay to move on to new friends after a season for me one experience I had is I had this friend that when I was really struggling with depression and I really I hadn't admitted things to my parents yet and I really needed to be going to a mental hospital finally told this friend this friend encouraged me to tell my mom that I needed to or he would and um I finally did and if I hadn't I don't I honestly don't think I would have survived this friend literally by doing that saved my life and then a couple months later this friend walked out of my life and at the time it really really hurt because I was like if they were there for me through that I don't want to lose them I still want them to be there for me but I realized at this time the depression was getting better I didn't really need them anymore with that not saying just discard your friends I mean they're the ones that like walked this person was the one that walked away but like you know I realized I needed them for a reason, for that season, but then I grew, and I became a different person, and we just no longer fit together, and that's okay. Sometimes that happens, and so that's, like, my experience with that. Yeah. Um, But now that we've kind of, like, shared all of our anxiety with this, I was going to kind of share some of the things that I've used to get through it. We kind of talked, like, Aubrey here was saying that she used journaling. Yeah. Um, And that is an amazing coping mechanism that I know, like, so many people recommend, using coping mechanisms is extremely important. Like school is a priority, but so is your health. <laughs> Just so you know. So make time to do something you love each day. And when I first started using coping mechanisms, I did an hour of art every single day. Now I don't need to do that, but I still use a mood tracker to make sure I am stable and also as a way to just manage my anxiety. I can't take full credit for managing my anxiety. I have been put on um, I take as needed anxiety medication and it definitely helps 
but we don't always need that. If that's what your doctor recommends, sure. There's also other ways to help anxiety. I also do a Bible study every single morning, and this sets the mood for the rest of my day. If I don't do my Bible study, I'm anxious, I'm in a bad mood, I'm depressed, whatever. And then another thing is, when I get anxious or stressed, I exercise. It's the last thing I feel like doing, but I have to do it. That's why you have to start a habit with it, because this instantly lifts my mood, and it actually scientifically is proven that it does. Because when you exercise, endorphins are released, and this reduces your perception of pain. Actually, my mom, who is a nurse, yeah. she says a lot of doctors with people who are depressed, mm-hmm. they actually prescribe, you know, medicines and stuff, like medications. Yeah. When mom actually says sometimes, like, you just need to get out and exercise yeah. and things like yeah. that, because, like you said, it releases endorphins. So a lot of doctors don't recommend that because, <laughs> I guess... People don't always have the motivation, but it definitely, yes, it's a it great way to start. Like recently, yeah. Recently, I've actually been exercising a lot, like sit-ups, planks, mm-hmm. and yeah. I actually make my own workout. Ooh, that's almost, cool. Make like, it fine. Love that. <laughs> that's so funny, because I experienced that today. This morning, I was in such a bad mood. I was just upset at everything. I came down, I saw there was dishes to do, I knew I had to do them, and then I go upstairs, get ready to go to the gym, and there's more dishes, and I put that up, and then Mm -hmm. um, Kyla's doing something in the bonus room, and I'm like, everything's going wrong. I go to the gym with my mom, do cardio for 30 minutes, and I am uplifted. I tell you, I feel so much better. It feels so good. Yeah, you would have never believed I was in such a bad mood this morning because I went to the gym and worked out, and it really did. Mm -hmm. It helped. It did. It was like magic or something. Yeah. (laughs) I think we can all agree. Exercise is helpful. So we did (laughs) talk about going to a brick-and-mortar school or a face-to-face school. Some of the anxieties and worries that come with that. And again, I am at an online school and you might be wondering what worries or anxiety do I get from going to an online school and to tell you the truth I'm not that anxious or worried about going back to school I'm a very introverted content person (laughs) with my small little world of school and dance I have grace and my family and my acquaintances and friendships at dance and I'm content with that Mm -hmm. so there's really no anxiety that I get from going to an online school apart from classes like learning Spanish and when you get to high school it's required at least where we live to Mm -hmm. get so many years like three years of a language yeah and let me tell you learning language online through a school not like those online learning languages things is so difficult and so I'm really stressed I'm gonna fall behind in my language and then not do well but other than that I'm not anxious (laughs) too bad yeah so we were talking to Kyla earlier, and she mentioned that with online school. She said um, it's just hard not always having that friend group around because she is a more social butterfly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she kind of even mentioned sometimes she'll be emailing back and forth with people from the online school, but then it just kind of stops and falls dead. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. There's, you know, moments where it's up and then it's down with that. And I think a lot of people with online schooling can relate to that with needing more connection. Um, and I think a youth group is a great way to start get connected if you're doing online schooling then. Mm-hmm. When you said earlier, like, that mm-hmm. guy who really helped you, Yeah. I also find it harder for someone who's really helped you through something and then for them to just walk away. Yeah. And I'm relating to that with Kyla. When my friends kind of did that to me, Kyla, like when I got my phone, I would text her and text her and mm-hmm. text her and stuff and just things mm-hmm. like that. 
And when she's emailing back and forth, since she's going to an online school, she doesn't yeah. really have access to as much friends. It would be harder mm-hmm. when they walk away because she, you know, she's a social yeah. butterfly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this has really been really great sharing about our anxieties and mm-hmm. worries that we have in going back to school. Now, of course, because this is a Christian platform, we are yes. going to talk about how going back to school, including mm-hmm. God in your daily routine when we start yeah fitting into our school schedule because it's definitely harder yeah. when school starts back um, up and you're so busy and to say just to be honest there's not too much we can say on this topic besides the fact that you're finding god whether that be in the morning or in the evening that you find some time mm-hmm. for god so the most i can say is some things to motivate you to find that time on your own is one there's a reason why we need to know scripture, and that's summed up really well in 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17 and it says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. If we want to do good works, we want to go out, we want to help people, you know, we want to glorify God, we want to do good things with our life, we have to know scripture. We're also commanded to study scripture. Joshua 1.8 says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. How do we know what to do when we don't know the standard? We don't know what the Bible says to do. How are we expected to know that? We have to study it. We have to learn it. It needs to be right on our lips. We should know it that well. And to do that, we have to study it. And then mm-hmm. it says you'll be prosperous and successful. So, I we mean, love that. <laughs> you know, like, that's pretty great. But it comes mm-hmm. first with meditating on scripture day and night is what it says. Yeah. On our sisterly advice Instagram, we have followed a bunch of Christian platforms on mm-hmm. Instagram. And let me say, I'm very intimidated by all these aesthetic spreads <laughs> I see. And, like, all these people studying the Bible so well. And here I am. Uh, mm-hmm. in my little corner writing down the few things that make me feel happy and uh, reading a little bit out of the Bible and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like much but the fact that you know I'm still just doing, doing it, it is yeah. you know better than doing nothing I don't think there's a wrong way to study the Bible as long as you're sticking to biblical truth like I know we see True. so many people doing these have beautiful highlighters or circling and underlining or putting beautiful little doodles but you don't have to do that the whole point is just getting the truth out of scripture and applying it into your life and learning and getting to know God better. And so it doesn't have to look a certain way as long as it's founded in biblical truth. Yeah, like going to school and taking notes on your laptop compared to writing it on pen and paper. Yeah, exactly. It can look different like that. For me, I take a small, like I know a lot of people will read a chapter a day. I'll take just a few verses so I can really dig in personally. And Mm -hmm. I will break each individual verse and write out notes for each one that I get from it. And then I go through and I Bible journal in my Bible afterwards so I can further reflect on it. And that's how I do my Bible study. But you don't have to do it that way. Just that's a suggestion. And like you said, Grace, including God in your everyday schedule, our family, we've actually been doing a devotion every day. Oh, that's so cool. So even though I am not good at focusing on things I'm not very interested mm-hmm. in like when I read the bible like I know I should but I don't really read it as much yeah. but the devotion it's also kind of helped me a lot with like yeah. my faith yeah. and stuff so now every day like when something goes wrong I'm like God did this for a reason or mm-hmm. like, yeah 
Yeah, I do think yeah. devotions are really great because it's just, you know, a page or two yeah. of some information. You don't have to get out a journal in the Bible and some yeah. highlighters and some pencils and pens. And it really helps to apply it and teach, like, you know, yeah. if you're struggling devotions with Devotions are a that. great start mm-hmm. if you want to start studying God's Word because, it, again, it doesn't have to be an actual Bible just as long as you're... As long as it sticks to biblical yeah. truth. Um, so, Aubrey... Uh, I know when I was your age, I I wasn't ha- taking time apart to study the Bible. <laughs> yeah, it was, was probably, barely a year ago. I was before probably I started reading my Bible. maybe reading one page of a de- of a devotion every other week or so. Um, do you, besides the fact that you read of a devotion with your family, if and when you do study the Bible, what does that look like? Well, on the devotion, it usually has like a thing, and it'll tell you verses. And a lot of times, I don't know why, but I really feel like the verses are speaking to me, even though mm-hmm. it's like a devotion typed in. Like when I was struggling with some of my friends, sometimes I felt like they could, maybe it's just me being paranoid or insecure, mm-hmm. but I felt like they could be a little bit judgmental. And then that night, there was like a Bible verse when I was like really thinking and dwelling on this. It said, mm-hmm. do, do not ju- judge and you won't, like, don't. Unless you want. Yeah, yeah don't judge and you judged. will not be judged. You know, I so agree with that because I <laughs> recently saw something on Instagram. You keep saying you want to hear God speak to you. Um, well, open the Bible because that's the truth. The Bible is God's word. He's speaking to us through that. And so when we read it, it does relate because that's God speaking to you through yeah. his word. That's amazing. It's really great that God was able to speak to you through that. I think it's so great when that happens. I know, those little God <laughs> moments. Love them. Love them. Especially one day I was kind of, I always said I was a Christian and that was like really religious and stuff. And I acted mm-hmm. really religious, but I never really opened up the Bible yeah. and read yeah. anything. Yeah. And so a little bit after that, I had a dream. Yeah. Well, I was kind of in this room, which wasn't at the middle school and high school I was at at the time. Like, obviously, I'm not in middle school yet, but that's how the middle school looked like. And I was doing swimming. And I went out, and then in little, like, words in the bottom of my vision, it said, this is God. So we kind of entered the water, and I was swimming. And it was like a race-type thing. And he was like, God is joy. And I kept swimming, God is love, and then I won. So people were congratulating me and stuff, and then I completely missed what the thing said. And when I woke up, I immediately remembered that. As soon as I happened and woke up, I realized what it meant. I kept, like, saying I was Christian and stuff. Like, when it said God is joy, God is love, and then I became so distracted that I didn't even. I completely Mm. missed what he was trying to say. That's amazing. That, that is really amazing. Really cool. I'm so happy that you feel comfortable enough to share that with us and mm-hmm. our listeners because that's really cool. Everything you've said. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah. So just going back to including God in your daily life, my when I when I'll start school in the next few weeks or so. My routine doesn't change too much besides the fact that I have to, you know, take apart, set apart a few hours a day to learn. I usually wake up between six or seven just every day. And so after I've done my, brush my teeth and done my skincare, I'll sit at my desk and I'll write in my journal and then I'll read the Bible. I'm actually studying Matthew right now where mm-hmm. it talks about Jesus and what he did in his life here on earth um his um everything all the miracles that he performed while he was here which is so cool because if you watch the chosen uh, they talk about that's what you know it's based on it's based on Matthew and so it's great just to read and be like oh I saw it in the chosen you can watch it on uh I know it's on Peacock I was gonna say my mom watches it on Peacock Peacock and it might be on Prime 
Amazon Prime. I don't know for sure, but please check it out. I if think you can it watch is on it. Prime because okay. we... Yeah, please check it out. If you can watch it, please watch it. Yeah, I've but heard great things about anyways, it. Anyways, yeah, I'll just study the Bible, however how long it takes, so I don't set a time mm-hmm. limit, and then I'll get back to school. Yeah. Um, for me, I am extremely busy, as I've already said. So if I wait to do my Bible study till after school, it's not going to happen. I know it's just not going to happen. So I now wake up an extra 30 minutes earlier to do a Bible study. Um, <laughs> that means getting up very early. Luckily, I'm a morning person, not a night owl. So like it works for me to do it in the morning. I get up at 545 on school mornings to do my Bible study. Um, and this just helps me start my day right um, right now I'm studying Romans, and this year I've just been studying all of Paul's epistles. So if you don't know what to study, that's a suggestion. I've been loving everything Paul has wrote. It's so amazing. It just really applies to everyday life. I also, it's like I said, I wake up early, do my Bible study. I know a lot of people do it at night as they're falling asleep. I know a girl who actually wakes up in the middle of the night to, a, to do a Bible study and then goes back to sleep. Um, I could never do that, but if that suits you... You do that. Another thing is just to always keep God on my mind. It's more than just sometimes a Bible study. But like when I'm getting ready, I'll listen to worship music. And that just helps me to keep God on my mind and continue to start my day off right and everything. I also know some people who include prayer in their day by praying when they see an ambulance or others pray before meals. Personally, I always pray before bed. And I'll be like, you were saying like with your family, you do a devotional. Well, my whole family will come into my room and we'll all pray together and each pray separately and then... And then my mom will stay, and my mom and I will do a devotional together before bed, too. I think that's great because when you do it with other people, there's some fellowship, and you can gain wisdom from others when doing that also. So you should have your one-on-one time, but there should also be time and community when studying God. And then it's great to go to church, and it's great to get those lessons, but being a Christian is more than just a Sunday thing. I've also heard people say when they go to church, they get bored, they can't focus, I used to struggle with that too. Totally relatable, totally understand. But what I started doing is during the sermon, I'm taking notes. Because if I'm taking notes, I have to listen in to what he's saying. And that keeps me engaged. So if that's what you need to do, do it. You know, if you need a little coffee to help you stay awake, <laughs> drink yes. the coffee. We love coffee. <laughs> also, like other people are saying, they do get bored. Mm-hmm. When I go with my parents, I usually do get bored. But then when I'm in the fifth grade industry, I also feel like I don't really hear anything from God almost yeah so we did a little almost like a preview because we're soon going to be moving up into the middle school Mm -hmm. ministry and church yeah so I listened to it and it was actually really amazing it really Mm -hmm. kept me going I really felt like God was speaking through the pastor to me and I really enjoyed it that's the thing you need to find your level of material like you start with spiritual milk and then you get to the meat of it and so like sometimes if what you need is that basic understanding and that is a great place to start there is nothing wrong with that and kids ministry is amazing but then you need a little bit more and you go to the middle school ministry and that's great and then you need more and you go to high school then you go to adult and then or maybe what you're needing is that middle school and you start going to adult services and you're not understanding it it's just too it's above your head that's okay just take a step back and go where you need to go you'll grow and the material will grow with you So just make sure you're studying what your level is. Another thing is like sometimes scripture is hard to understand. Personally, I got an NIV study Bible. And so like on the side, it'll have little questions and then answer that questions based off of the scripture passage I just read. And that really helps me to understand it. I'll also look up commentaries about different verses if I'm not understanding it. 
And so like NIV is a very simple, probably one of the easiest versions to understand. And then I journal in an ESV Bible, which is a little bit more in depth. And since I've already studied the NIV version, it's a little easier to understand then. Yeah. What's even cool too is that the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, they all speak in Hebrew. And so sometimes I think in Bibles, it'll show you if it's an actual Hebrew word and you can look up the definition of what this word means in Mm -hmm. Hebrew, it will give you a whole new insight on the verse you've just read because of the Hebrew definition. And plus just the culture of the Jews during that time Mm -hmm. was so different. And so if you kind of understand a bit of their perspective on how they were living during that time that this was written, Mm -hmm. you can understand the scripture so much greater. And yeah, I know this from this Ecclesia that my family's doing on Tuesday nights with Chris Licurdo, who you can actually look him up and he has a podcast too, where he talks about business and entrepreneurship and working or just business and other personalities and working with people. Mm -hmm. And it's been great to help me. I can't understand a lot of what (laughs) they're talking about because again, it's just some of it's over my head, but some of it just, you know, looking at the Hebrew definition of the words, it helps me a lot, and I'm able to pick up on some of those few things. Yeah, like, you have to put it in context to really understand it and get the most out of it, Yeah, too. So, Um, another thing is, like, if you are middle school-aged, NIV is supposed to be the best Bible for a middle school reading level. If you are high school, ESV is the best Bible for a high school reading level. I just know that because I go to a Christian school, and that's literally, they have to, like, they tell us what Bibles to get (laughs) to use for your classes. Um, But so, like, you know, if you're wanting to get a new Bible and you're starting out, think about your age. Think about what translation you should get. Always maybe consult a pastor, consult a mentor on what they think would be the best thing for you to do with that. Speaking about Bibles, I know a lot of, for me personally, I was gifted a lot of the Bibles I have today. Mm through other people yeah and only recently like this past year did I actually go and pick out a bible for myself that works yeah for me and so if you're really wanting to study the word like we were discussing earlier and read the bible Mm -hmm. and not um in addition or instead of a devotion I would go out and get a bible that is tailored to what you how you like to study Mm -hmm. I got I think ESV or NIV I can't remember which version I got um with journaling margins and like in the yeah, margins yeah, it I has that lines one. and then so I can take notes in my bible and I made sure it looked cute yes. too because I like the way things you know look. If that makes it more enjoyable yeah. for you then definitely yeah, do that and so I was able to pick out a bible that I actually yeah you know enjoy that was gonna work yeah. for me yep and you can definitely find a lot of bibles like you can look on amazon you can go to a christian bookstore um a lot of the like devotionals I get or my Bible that I have that's my favorite, I got from this place called The Vineyard. I love it. They have so many great things. They also have Bible highlighters, Bible covers, you know, anything you could need. Um, So find a place like that in your town or somewhere near you. And I love supporting, like, like Christian bookstores like that and stuff, too, because they're local and they're doing it for a good reason. So it's a great way to just support Mm -hmm. them also and while having a spiritual benefit to you. So, yeah. Well, this has been so nice, Aubrey. Yes, I'm so you. happy that you were able to come I'm and help us <laughs> and um, to help us kickstart the season two of Sisterly Advice. It's gonna be a great season, um, y'all. 
before we end the episode, we do not have an odd fact for you. <gasps> Instead, we have a, what did I call it? Proposal. We have a proposal. <laughs> for those of you who have made it to the end of the episode, one, thanks for making it to the end of the episode. We're so happy. <laughs> we love you guys. Um, go to our Instagram, Advice underscore podcast, and DM us your favorite song, band, or singer. And if you don't have Instagram, you can email us at our email, Advice 2020 at gmail.com. All this will be linked down below. And we will pick a few responses to share in our next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Grace? Oh, yeah, and to kickstart this, we thought we'd share our yes, own we're favorite share song, our own. band, or singer. Um, so right now, my absolute favorite song is is My Jesus by Ann Wilson. I love her voice. I love this song. I love, like, oh, it just reminds me about how good my God is. And I love it because, like, I have a heart for evangelism. And it's kind of sharing, like, hey, this is what God did for me. He can do it for you, too. So I love that song right now. Um, But I also, my favorite, like, singer, though, right now, well, rapper, is NF. I love NF. And I love his new song, Clouds. Mm-hmm. It's so awesome. Like, I work out to that. I love it. When I get, hi- when I get to hyped up, to I listen to that. It's so awesome. have to listen to that. It's great. So, Aubrey, what's your favorite song, band, or singer? Um, My favorite song would probably be Beautiful Day by Jamie Grace, who's actually a Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that also, like, really makes me happy that Yeah, it lifts you. Yeah. Well, um, my favorite, I, I, they're a band. Um is uh the only one that's not a christian <laughs> i'm gonna share it's okay we didn't ask for you to share a christian song band or singer just your favorite yeah and mine right now is bts <laughs> yes um i'm part of the bts army woohoo actually weird like that i'm not weird they're awesome <laughs> a lot of people in my hip-hop class can agree because 95 percent of us in my hip-hop class all love bts mm-hmm. so anyways that's all we have for you today. Aubrey, yes. again, thank you so much yeah, for thank you. coming, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.